Well, welcome to Conversations About Life. And my name is Will Jackson, and I'm glad to be here with April, who is a friend of of mine and of our family, and she lives nearby us, and she's a part of our church. And um, April, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'll just kind of let you provide your own introduction. (laughs) Okay, well, um, I guess... The best place to start is how I met you guys. Um, I moved, well, my dad moved here maybe like two or three years ago. And so I had started walking around the neighborhood and I'd go to the library a lot. And through going to the library a lot, I met um, your daughter, Ellie, and we had become friends. And so I had started coming over to you guys' house and eventually I also started going to you guys' church. And um, I live with, um, currently I live with my dad, my sister, my dad's girlfriend, and our cat. And now sometimes um, my great-grandpa's dog. <laughs> and I guess... Personally, I'm more introverted, so this, like, makes me a little bit nervous, but, um, I've been trying to work on communicating better with people for some years, because I noticed that I wasn't really very good at it at first, and I've gotten a little bit better, especially now I work at Karsh's and customer service at the deli, and so that's certainly helped a lot. And um, I guess my interests are more, like, in the arts. I haven't been painting for a little while, but I'm planning to get back to it soon. Um, Sometimes I take pictures um, with a camera, although I haven't used that as much recently either. What I've been doing most of the time is practicing piano because Ellie gives me lessons, um, sometimes on Wednesdays. And I've also been practicing singing lately. So, um, I didn't know this. You met Ellie through walking around in the neighborhood? Well, um, I didn't... Well, technically, because I found... I went to the library mm-hmm. when walking around in the neighborhood. And so I met her at the library. Okay. And... Actually, what what happened was, you know, this is a little bit embarrassing, but I wanted to be um, friends with her. She seemed like a nice person, and she was also, I thought she was pretty. And so I had asked um, to maybe take a picture of her to use to draw, like, a portrait just as a way to become friends, because I, I guess that's a weird way to make friends, but I'm wasn't very um, socially inclined, so that's how I thought, too, since I did art stuff. And then I also figured out that she was interested in art um, because she she figured out I had a deviant, a car, deviant art account, and I figured out that she did. And so um, we met that following, I think it was a Tuesday at the library and became friends 
I think we use talking about art that um, Tuesday more as an excuse because we didn't really talk about art. We just talked to each other for a while. And um, and Ellie was working at the library at the time, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. And um, so I guess that was like about three years ago or so? Yeah, I think it was three years ago, although at this point I've sort of been losing track of time so okay um and you're how old are you april um i'm currently 19 i'll be turning 20 september 10th okay and you're a twin too right yes (laughs) unfortunately i mean most of the time i don't mind it as much but i know that my um sister does doesn't really like it because Part of being a twin is you get mistaken as each other all the time. And she sort of wants to be more of an individual person. And so it sort of puts a damper on that since we're always associated with each other. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy, do you guys enjoy each other, your relationship with each other? Not usually. We have those rare moments where we get along really well. But most of the time, it's just staying out of each other's business, I guess. And just, I'll do my thing, and she'll do hers most of the time. She's usually just on the computer typing, and I'll do my singing and socializing with other people mm-hmm. and going on walks and stuff, so. Yeah. Um, well, what kind of things do you value in people. For example, you know, you may appreciate this person because they're like whatever, or you appreciate that person because of, you know, this, you know. So, like, what what are the qualities that you value in other people? Um, to be honest, probably the biggest quality I value in someone is honesty, because I've had a lot of, um, Um, friendships in the past that have sort of gone a bit downhill because people weren't really honest when I was doing something that bothered them and stuff like that. So I really appreciate when people can tell me if something's, something I'm doing is bothering them. And I, in addition to honesty, I'd probably say kindness because there's a difference between nice and kind and a lot of people don't realize that and I don't really want people to be nice like where they're treating me well on the outside I'd like it to be a kind where they're nice and they'll tell me if there's flaws and stuff like that so I guess those two go hand in hand sort of just a genuineness And if someone, you know, is not honest, like, um, what are they instead? Like if, um, like if someone's not telling you about something you're doing that bothers them, like, what else do they do? Um, do they show it in some other way or how do you find out or just? Um, I guess it's usually those people that, um, people that don't really agree with me at first but then I say something and suddenly they're in agreement usually is how I end up 
um, figuring out, or sometimes, you know, there's those people that you're not, like, you're far enough away where they think you can't hear them, but you're close enough where you can hear them talk about you and stuff, and that's, I mean, honestly, I'd rather, like, them know that I'm hearing them and have them talk about me than thinking that I don't hear them, because at least, at least they're being honest. I mean, I might not appreciate what they're saying, but at least they're being honest, and I'd appreciate that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the kindness you were mentioning, like, um, how that's different than niceness, because niceness can be like a, a facade, I guess, you know. Right. Where kindness is more of um, caring for the other person and that type of thing. Right, and a genuine caring where you might not always agree. Like, a kind person, if they don't agree with someone, they, they'll tell them. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can sometimes be sensitive either way, but I still appreciate kindness, even if in that moment... I might not take it too well, so that's... Yeah, yeah. And is it easy for you to be honest and so forth toward other people, or is it kind of difficult sometimes? Um, honestly, as an, as an introvert, um, I have a hard time being... I, I can't say that I'm, like, always dishonest, but it's certainly harder to be more straightforward with people like I'll try to I have a really bad habit of trying to drop hints about things and as much as I've learned over the years that that doesn't work I still find myself with that bad habit yeah sometimes so yeah it's hard for me just to be straightforward sometimes too <laughs> I um will tend to kind of beat around the bush or say it, what I'm trying to say in such a broad way that I don't know if they really get it, you know, where um, it would probably be better for me just to be more simple, straightforward. Besides that, are there any other qualities that you would like to see more in, in your own life? Um. What do you mean by that? Um, could you possibly explain the question a little bit better? Well, the question is, like, you know, what qualities would you like to see more of in your own life? Just in general? Just in general, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I'd like to probably... S uh, qualities... Um, I, I guess I'd like to try to become more straightforward and a little bit more um, confident, I guess, because I've been getting a little bit better, but suddenly I'll struggle with being um, confident and straightforward, even though I want people to be that way, and I guess that's um, fairly contradictory. So I I guess I I'd like to um I guess I'd like to live out the things that I value in other people a little more probably. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
If you were to um, pay attention to when you are experiencing uh, joy and satisfaction in your life, when do you think those moments are? Or, like, what would you be doing during those moments? So as much as I'm an introvert, I really, really value time with other people. And so, because when you're by yourself, you can sort of get in this funk. Uh, um, I, I don't know about you, but for me, being an introvert is sort of overthinking. Like, sometimes it's like overthinking everything. And so you can sort of get in your own little, um, Andrew worded it, being in your own little echo chamber and to be around people you get more outside of yourself and you know there's people around you that if you start overthinking things they can let you know that hey you're overthinking this and not only that but it's just more fun being around other people I mean I like singing by myself I like drawing I've been actually writing song songs a little bit lately but there's still that funk that you can get into and and so probably um my joy would be spending time with other people especially just i i really like um the church that i was invited to and i'm now a member and i really appreciate going to that church mm-hmm. specifically where i know that people care about me and it's a smaller church where people are more accountable and closer together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never thought about that. I don't, I don't guess. Um, like, I enjoy connecting with other people and um, interaction, um, but that the reason might be, or part of the reason might be, that I'm like not so much in my head, but more like, you know, focused on something. So I'm not caught up in my thoughts that that might be a part of the reason why I never really, that never really occurred to me before. I don't guess. Um, but that's kind of interesting because, um, it, you know, we, I think there is satisfaction, just it's pleasant in other words to, um, be focusing on something else rather than caught up in just ruminating thoughts or, you know, overthinking things and so forth. And maybe that's a part of why it's pleasant to be connecting with somebody else rather than, you know, being alone. Um, though, you know, of course, it's nice to have both. You know, it's time, nice to just get away and kind of recharge sometimes too yeah I mean I haven't had to recharge so much hanging out with friends and stuff it's mostly been just customer service because um, you know you can do the littlest thing wrong and because the customer isn't like personally connected with you or anything they can suddenly they they don't know what's going on in your life they don't know you as a person so sometimes they have a tendency not treat you as much um, like a person. Like, I've asked how much gravy would you like with these mashed potatoes? And the customer will, like, yell, like, oh, whatever comes with it. And 
they're like actually yelling and I'll just sort of be like go oh. I mean it's a stupid reason to yell at someone I feel like and so I get past it but it's still like oh man that's mm-hmm. okay <laughs> but right so those are the moments where I sort of would need to recharge more mm-hmm. well you were baptized in church not too long ago would you like to would you talk about you know why you did that what it meant to you and just things along that line so I I guess the main reason why I got baptized again is because I do believe that baptism comes after salvation. And I thought I was saved when I was eight, but there were so many things that I didn't know about that were in the Bible. And as I had learned about those things, I just began, um, I guess fighting through some of the things in the Bible. Explain what you mean by salvation and saved, because those are kind of like our church terms, and just in case um, anybody's listening who's, you know, just not familiar with them, like saved from what, or like what is that, you know, you want to just explain what you mean by salvation? Oh, that's so complicated. (laughs) I mean, I, I know what it is, but I'm just really bad at um, defining things, but I I guess the best way to explain salvation would, um, I mean, you believe um, in God's works, and you give your life to him like you give your trust to him, I guess, but it's also him that's saving you. It's not you that's saving you. By, like, a lot of churches will say, oh, let Jesus into your heart, but it's a lot more complicated than that, I guess, is the best way to explain it. It's God saving you and you believing in his works, I guess, is how I think of it. Okay. And the saving is like um, saving from, like, you know, the consequences oh, the, of sin. Yeah. And, yeah. I know that seems real obvious to us you know we just throw the terms around but yeah but it's um yeah saved from sin and just all that comes with that and um you know a new life you know so anyway i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead pick up (laughs) oh no i just i was just agreeing with you mostly but i guess um I was sort of thinking to explain sin because it's just like, so I guess the way I look at sin is sin sort of is like where you fall short. Like there's um, certain things that are sins, like lying to people. Um, Greed is actually the main one I think of because, um, you know, um, before I thought I was actually saved, I struggled a lot with um, idolatry, which is looking to um, anything other than God to sort of fulfill your needs and stuff is how I can think to explain it. And a lot of my idolatry specifically had to do with expectations towards other people. And so that would be sinning is looking 
to other people to fulfill things that only God can fulfill. And so that, that would be like a kind of sin. Right. So, um, so you were talking about how, um, baptism, you believe that baptism comes after salvation. Yes. And, um, so that's why you were wanting to get saved again. And, um, well, get baptized again. I'm sorry. Saved yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Get baptized again. Um, because um, there was a time you thought you were saved and you kind of went through some things, religious things and so forth. But then um, you, um, you know, realized you weren't. And um, so what, um, I guess what happened? What was the, um, was it like in a moment that, you know, when you were, uh, saved, uh, or this, ex- you know, you had this experience, um, like how did it happen? Um, and t- can you tell us about that? So, um, I think when I first noticed I probably wasn't saved was, um, just sort of hearing, um, Sorry, I'm trying not to get emotional. Um, I was hearing Ellie's testimony about, um, and it was specifically how afraid she was at at some point, realizing that she wasn't saved and she had had this dream, sort of, I guess, about, if I'm remembering correctly, it was sort of about the end of the world and how she knew that um, Billy was going to be safe. And I I remember the Billy part, but I can't remember who else was with her um, and that she was not going to be safe. And so I had noticed that I wasn't saved and prayed, but I don't think that that was when I was saved. I think I was saved more when... Because I was still living in idolatry after that. And Christians aren't to, like, live in idolatry. Like, there's a difference between, I guess, faltering sometimes and actually, like, like living in that kind of um, mindset. And so Ellie had finally, after reading... Um, the book Equipped to Love um, had given me the book I was reading through and realizing um, the idolatry. And there was this chapter on um, carving tools. I think it was in how idolatry you tend to carve into other people. I guess it was like it was a manipulative thing how when you're in idolatry and it's involving other people you tend to sort of manipulate them sometimes when you have those expectations for them Hmm. like manipulate them in the way to get them to meet your needs or you know yeah to meet those expectations and stuff like that and I had I think after I had noticed that and prayed about that sin and how much I was not depending on God, I think that's more when I was saved. Okay. Because I, I mean, it, the, I, 
idolatry tendencies didn't go away immediately, and sometimes I still like off and on struggle with them. But I think that was really when I was starting to try to change my behaviors and my how I was thinking about things. And and then was it um, just trying to um, give that up, or you know, was there anything else involved in it? Sorry about all the gnats. <laughs> Um, I, I guess it was sort of like trying to give up those tendencies, but it was like the slow process of like retraining myself to think a different way. Like I, in addition to sort of being, having too high of expectations for other people, I just also had this tendency to have too high of expectations for myself. And so the first thing I actually did was, um, it was very intentional. I was very, um, I guess, controlling over myself. Like, I try to be super on time to things and stuff like that. That was sort of my control. And so I guess part of the giving up those behaviors was I intentionally leave late to coloring club which is this thing at the Windsor Branch Library where you just gather with a bunch of people and you're supposed to color but it's it's really more of a social event sort of a thing and I'd intentionally make myself late because I knew it bothered me and I wanted to sort of make myself used to being late to things so I could not be such a stickler hmm okay it's interesting. Um, well, in all of this, how does Jesus' uh, death and resurrection uh, fit into it? Because um, that's kind of like the central point of the Christian you know, faith and um, kind of a foundational part when it comes to salvation and so forth. So... Like, what is your understanding of that, and what part does it that come into play in all of this? Um, I mean, the way I understand it is, um, Jesus died for us, so um, we could be saved, and also to bring glory to Him, and through sort of trying to change my trying to um, get rid of my idolatry. I was trying to live in a way that um, focused more on him instead of on, like, having control over things because um, when you really think about it, you're not supposed to be in control, I guess. Hmm. It's God is in control. And so that's sort of how I think it sort of connects was to give God more of the control and give God more of the glory and not be so focused on my control and things. Well, how has your life been different um, since then? In, well, you, you explained a little bit about how things have changed. Um, is there anything else that comes to mind about how um, your life is different um, at this point? 
Um, I guess probably that I am so much more open to people. Like, I've always liked people, but I had been so self-conscious at one point. And I think being saved has really made me um, think less about myself and more about other people, which I think has helped me, like, love other people more. And, like I said, I used to be a lot more self-conscious, and I've grown out of that and um, stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of something else real quick. Um, I guess I'm, I am focused on growing more, although I haven't been reading the Bible as much as I should, but I have, when I do hear scripture, I really can tell what's, um, what's false and what's true. Like, I had went to, um, a Catholic service and I could just pick out, um, what they were teaching that was wrong and that was really a good growth for me because I don't know like a year ago that I would have been able to tell what was true and what wasn't. Um, how would you explain it to someone else, like someone that um, didn't know what saved means, um, not really a Bible reader or familiar with church and so forth? How would you... Um, but they were interested in knowing more about what you have and um, and you want just to help them, you know, point, give them some direction. <clears throat> How would you um, kind of put it to them, you know, just to kind of get them pointed in the right way? That's another hard question. Um, I'm still trying to think for a little bit. Um, I, I think it mostly sort of goes back to um, what I had said about, like, salvation. Like, it's not, um, it's not you that saves you, and, um, believing what the Bible says, but also there should sh start to be a change in your life if you're truly saved, like, Christians aren't to be, like, hateful of other people. They shouldn't be living in hate. They should be living in love and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm not very good at explaining things. That's okay. Well, what if um, they were to um, you know um, they were really into kind of like um, just trying um well i guess i guess what i'm thinking is um that um sometimes people are into like um self help type of things you know and um i guess one thing that i would think uh of that you know to tell them is christianity it's not like a a typical self-help type of thing where you're just taking instructions and just going to improve upon your life with it. And you kind of mentioned that too, that, you know, this is something that God does in us. Mm -hmm. 
Right, and, it's God working in you. Right. And um, and there's um, one of the, you know, kind of special things about the Christian faith is that it's not um, just, um, you know, mere laws and so forth. So the laws, like the instruction, is, is good, but um, it's that forgiveness and that Jesus as like a shepherd who cleanses us, gave his life for us, and um, and has um, kind of purchased us in a way and taken away our sin and forgiven us. That that um, love, that kindness, um, you know, it has that tr- kind of transforming effect on us, whereas um, if we were merely... Um, rules-centered, you know, it would be kind of like a different type of thing. It would be more of, um, I don't know, it would be, um, well, well, Paul, he speaks about how sometimes um, the rules just kind of stir up that thing in us, you know, that we're not supposed to do, you know, but love um, and God's grace it has a cleansing, transforming effect, I guess. But I don't mean to ramble on here. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just, my mind sort of went blank when you asked the question, so I couldn't explain it very well. So I'm actually sort of thankful you came in because I, I know what it is. It's just, it's it's different, like, explaining it right. to people. Right, yeah. Well, is there um, anything that's challenging in your life right now? Um, like you mentioned some ways that you're, you're growing. And um, is there anything else that comes to mind? Or is that kind of the main thing in your life right now that, the, you know, that's challenging in a way that you're growing? Yeah, I guess in addition, I mean, I still struggle with things that I used to struggle with. And I think... A lot of the time it's still gonna, those things are still gonna sort of hang around and you'll still have to sort of deal with them, um, including like, I I think my biggest struggle being in customer service currently is just being patient with people. And I mean, there's a lot of brokenness and stuff like that. And not everyone's saved, and sometimes it'll show in their behavior towards other people, and you just have to be patient towards them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's probably my biggest struggle right now involving right. things, so. Well, how could other people almost be a help? and a blessing to a young woman like yourself in your stage of life. So I'm just talking about like church people or neighbors or just caring people in general um, who, um, you know, who may be older, you know, and not uh, may have forgotten like what it's like to be, um, you know, 20 or something like that. How, um, any thoughts about how other people could most be a help to, you know, just a blessing to a young woman like yourself? Um, well, I've already mentioned one 
aspect of it was the echo chamber being around other people certainly mm-hmm. helps with things like that and being self-conscious um i had another thing on the top of my head i guess sort of in general just guiding me towards the right direction is how other people would help um because you know i wasn't saved that long ago and I'm still certainly growing and also um since I'm still growing even though there's like difficult people I guess um the biggest thing is that I should look towards difficult people sort of as a blessing because if there weren't difficult people it wouldn't be so hard to be patient and you wouldn't really have to focus on learning things like patience as much. And that's a really good Christ-like quality to have is being patient and learning to love even difficult people. Because, I mean, it's easy to love nice people. I mean, kind people. Mm-hmm. I mean, nice. like I said, there's a difference between kind and nice. But, um, but it's a lot more difficult to love difficult people and so I'd say that even that's um good for those kinds of people are good to have around too so you know you mentioned um people giving guidance like what is the most effective way that you receive that is it through like and there might be several ways but like is it through like just conversations with people or maybe through like a a class or a book or like sermons or any particular way that um, that is given guidance given that seems to be like uh, most effective in your life I mean mostly conversations with people like I've had conversations with Cindy Loving on relationships and stuff and Ellie's talked to me a bit about how I like apologize a lot for things that she's been trying to teach me not to apologize so much and instead say thank you for um, people being patient with me instead of saying sorry so much and I mean also reading because you like the equipped to love book sort of was what had saved me because I was reading about the idolatry and stuff and that book sort of pointed me in the right direction as well as just the Bible. Like, I'll get anxious and I think it's Psalm 46 um, really helps with me being anxious. Although all I remember um, in that passage because I'm not really good at memorizing scripture is when he speaks the earth melts Hmm. and that um, I used to repeat it to myself more often because such a powerful God why should you be anxious when you're a Christian Hmm. with such a powerful God right wow that's good well just in wrapping up what would you like your life to look like five or ten years from now? Well, I mean, I'd certainly like to grow more as a Christian, and that includes dealing with people and sort of, I guess, how I think about um, 
myself, I tend to be sort of negative. I'd certainly like to be more positive, just like in general. And, um, I, I think that's all I can think of right now is pretty much growing more and being that more confident person and having more patience with people. And I'd really eventually like to be in a position where I can help other people, like help guide other people in the right direction is really sort of the end goal probably in five to ten years. Okay. Any um, thoughts about like uh, what that would look like? Um, are you t- do you, would that look like more in um, just kind of personal relationships, or more in like um, being um, a teacher, or um, any any thoughts? Or are you just or as far as the details, you're just not uh, you know just gonna let see see how that works out. I mean, I'd, I'd like to be more knowledgeable, like, biblically, biblically, because there are people where I've tried to start conversations with them, and I'm not the best at explaining different things to them. Like, there's times where I've accidentally gotten in a fight because I couldn't explain things well, and I really don't want to start fights just trying to explain like spiritual mm-hmm. truths and I'd, I'd also like to be able to um, know I guess when I should um, because you're not supposed to just force stuff down people's throat and stuff I'd like to know and when um, to probably um I guess what um when to know if someone's it's best to just pray for someone to be saved I guess because there will be moments like that in the future where the, their minds just closed and I'll have to just pray that their mind will become more open eventually and that they could be saved mm-hmm. Well thanks April it's exciting to to see your growth and I'm just glad to know you and that you're our friend so thank you for your time and being on uh, the podcast